Hey everybody, this is Alex Merced and welcome to another episode of Gnarly Data Waves. We're going to be talking about getting started with Dremio Data Reflections, learning about the secret sauce of the Dremio platform and giving you that nice crisp performance on your data lake and data lake house. But one thing I'd like to ask you is to go out and try out the data lake house. Try out Dremio, get hands on, head over to dremio.com, click that test drive button and, uh, you know, experience it for yourself. Okay. Also, make sure you get an early copy of Apache Iceberg, The Definitive Guide, a new book from O'Reilly, slated for release early next year. You can get yourself an early release copy by scanning that QR code right there. And uh, yeah, check it out. The first couple of chapters are now available uh, with lots of great information, more to be added as we go. Okay, and plenty of more Nolly Data Waves episodes coming up in the coming weeks. Uh, next week is going to be simplifying data mesh with Dremio's open data lakehouse. After that, best practices for building a data lakehouse on ADLS and then versioning data in the data lakehouse. File, table, and catalog versioning. Okay, but keep in mind, Dremio is going to also be working with AWS and Tabular on the following events in Chicago, New York, Toronto. So if you're in any of these cities and any of these dates, make sure to be there uh, for a good time. And also Dremio will be uh, visible at many of these conferences around the world, including Big Data London, Coalesced by DBT, the Data Festival, uh, data and, uh, Big Data and AI, Big Data and AI World. So if you're at any of these events, go check out the Dremio booth, pick up some swag, and say hi. And with no further ado, we're going to get on to our featured presentation, Getting Started with Dremio Data Reflections. Today with Tiong Lee, who is a Senior Director at, of Engineering at Dremio. Uh, Tiong? The stage is yours. Thanks, Alex. Hey, everyone. In today's episode, we'll be covering how to get started with Dremio Data Reflections. Joining me today is Tiong Lee, who is a senior director at Dremio for the SQL Planner and Reflections Engineering team. He has over 20 years of experience in big data, leading analytics teams, developing software for query engines, and building enterprise data warehouses. And in today's agenda, we'll be covering the traditional data architecture and some of the problems that came with it. And we'll be going over the open data lakehouse with Dremio, reflections, and then giving a demo to show how it works. So companies today want to democratize data, but the question is, how do we do it? As a line of business leader, you may have data that's sitting in object stores such as cloud data lakes or on-prem data lakes such as Hadoop. And then you may also have other data sources sitting in relational databases on-prem or in the cloud, right? Um, so an example here, you may be running a customer 360 project to accelerate new business opportunities. Uh, just an example here, uh, if you're in insurance, you want to drive insights quickly before policies lapse, which increases the hit rate for cross-sell and upsell opportunities. And so what you're trying to do here is reduce, reduce the time to close an insurance policy from month to days. And in this example, everybody wants access to data. So this would be your data consumers. Uh, but the problem is data volumes are also exploding, meaning it's coming in at an increasing rate. Um, and so with this, you need to uh, keep in mind some of the security risk that comes with, you know, ingesting data and sharing data. So you have to be able to meet compliances that are set out by your company and um, in specific regions. And then your data engineering team may have limited resources. So you may have a small team of data engineers, but the business requests may um, be more than what your team can handle. And so what are your options? So typically we've seen in traditional data architectures, uh, the data warehouse has been the de facto solution. But the problem is this data architecture is very complex. It can be very expensive, meaning all your data can be locked in to a specific vendor 
um, it's hard to secure that data because once that data lands into the warehouse, um, to get that data into the hands of the end users, you have to copy it out into something like a BI extract or cube for self-service analytics. Across these enterprises, you will rarely find one data warehouse, right? There will be multi-cloud use cases. Um, these data warehouses may be competing with each other. So by design, they don't talk to each other. And so if you have data that's sitting in, for example, Snowflake, and you have another set of data that's sitting in Redshift, it may be hard to unify those data unless you copy it back into Object Store or bring it all onto one data warehouse. And so with this, um, you, you really start to lock in your data um, and then it makes data uh, very hard to access outside of the engine that's associated with that data warehouse. And so what we see from customers is that they copy the data from the warehouse out into offline copies, uh, BI extracts, or into CSV files, which causes inconsistent data and it's a data governance issue. And so I'd like to introduce you guys to the Dremio Data Lakehouse. With Dremio, we serve as a unified access layer for all your data. We're a data lakehouse query engine, so we can access data that's sitting in S3, ADLS, um, and, and even Hadoop. But we also understand that customers may be at different stages uh, in terms of their data platform maturity. So some organizations may have recently migrated to Snowflake, so they don't want to migrate data off the warehouse. And so we, we tell them that's okay because you can start unifying data sitting in Snowflake with data that may be sitting in your data lake. And so with Dremio, you can actually use us as a semantic layer on top of a query engine and to create self-service analytics for your end users. And so you may be able to create domains into you know, sales, marketing, supply chain, product, HR, and finance. These are examples. So you can create views of all your data without additional copies. Empowering our semantic layer is Dremio Reflections. And now I'll hand things over to Tiang so he can talk to you a little bit more about Reflections and how the technology works over at Dremio. Thanks, Tony. Now that we have generated enough buzz about data reflections, Let's dive into understanding what it actually is. Here's a concise definition that I always use. Data reflection is a query acceleration technology in Dremio that enhances query performance by utilizing user-defined relational caches. These relational caches are officially referred to, as you have guessed, reflections. Think of a reflection as a materialized view like cache which consists of a query plane and its associated materializations. The key distinctions between a reflections and a materialized view is that users don't directly reference reflections in their queries. Instead, reflections functions more like an index and the Dremio query planner automatically leverages them to accelerate queries whenever possible. To better grasp the concepts, Let's take a look at the following diagram illustrating how a user configures in a reflections and uses it to expedite a query. In order to take advantage of query accelerations, user login by defining a reflections, which essentially serves as a query plan. This can be done through Dremio user interface or via SQL commands. In the diagram, you can identify the reflection setup indicated by the highlighted yellow text. Once the reflection is defined, Dremio takes charge of managing the materializations process, also known as refresh for the reflections. 
This involves executing the reflection query planes against the data sources, either in a complete or incremental manner, depending on the configuration of the sources. You can observe this process represented by the dotted line and the green yet highlighted text in the diagram. It indicates that Dreamio automatically handles the management of the relational caches. When the query is submitted to Dreamio, it evaluates whether the query can be accelerated using the configured reflections. If acceleration is possible, Dreamio utilizes the materializations of the reflections and fulfill portions or all of the queries and bypassing the needs to perform the computations. This enables Dreamios to deliver fast query performance, often within sub-seconds response times, which is particularly valuable for BI dashboards and sometimes ad hoc query as well. So let's dive deeper into how reflections accelerate queries. When a SQL request is received, the query plane is analyzed against all the reflections that could potentially match the query. In the provider diagram here, you can observe that there are two reflections that perfectly match fragments of the query plane. This implies that we can substitute these plane fragments with the pre-computer results stored in the materializations, effectively bypassing potential time-consuming processing and significantly speed up the query execution. As the diagram shows, the resulting accelerated plane is much simpler and more streamlined, leading to a faster query execution. In certain cases, the query plane might entirely be replaced by a materialization, eliminate the need for any additional computation altogether. Let's walk through some example queries that data reflections can accelerate. Suppose we have two tables order and store, representing purchase and physical stores, respectively. The relations between them is captured through the store ID columns present in both tables. We define an aggregation reflections on the order table, materialize the sums of total columns grouped by store ID. You can see the logical definitions of the reflections in the highlighted yellow text above. Therefore, the materializations of the reflection involve a query on the order table, summing up the total column. Now, let's examine the first query that we receive. This query is essentially identical to what we have defined in the reflections. As a result, it will be entirely substituted with a select statements from the materialized data stored in the reflections. This means the query can be directly served from materializations eliminating any needs for additional computations. Next, let's consider the second query. It aims at retrieving the total sales for each of the stores alongside with the store names. The query optimizer will identify that it's feasible to join the materializations order ID with the store table in order to perform the grouping. This enables the query to be accelerated by leveraging the reflections. If the store name is unique, this might result in minimal or no aggregation computations during the query execution. The third example here is more interesting. It's similar to the second example, but in this case, the query further aggregates the pre-computed sums of each store to obtain the total sales of each state. The reflections will still speed up the query, but assuming there are so many stores in the same state, 
the quarry execution will still do the light aggregations to get the total sales of each state. Example 4 is a straightforward one. Since this only requires the sum of all the total columns, the reflection will be utilized to compute the total sales figures efficiently. These are just a few examples that illustrate the principle of reflection query accelerations. The actual support for query accelerations is much more sophisticated, and we will explore more of its capability in the demo. Now you know how reflections works. You may be focusing on the advantage it offers compared to a traditional approach of managing data. By examining the diagram, you can observe that in the traditional approach, numerous physical created derived data sets are directly exposed to the data consumer. On the other hand, the new approach allows the constructions of a cleaner and more semantically organized logical layer, which leverage relational cages to enhance performance. The advantage of reflection approach can be summarized as follows. First of all, it makes everything simpler, as you will have a cleaner semantic layer reducing the number of data sets that you need to manage, as well as data consumers need to deal with. Second of all, you have more flexibility because you can optimize your relational cages at any time without impacting the semantic layer. This allows agile adjustments and fine-tuning to meet evolving business needs. Thirdly, you will reduce your compute costs as reflections can be shared among different integration points, allowing collaborative optimization efforts. They are not tightly coupled to any integration point, allowing for broader optimization across the organizations. Lastly, your data lakehouse will be easier to manage as you can significantly reduce the number of pipelines and derived datasets. In summary, the reflection approach leads to a more efficient and optimized data management process, enhancing the overall user experience and enabling organizations to make the most out of their data assets. Let's shift our focus here to the various types of reflections in Dreamio that can be used for different use scenarios. The aggregation reflections is specifically designed to accelerate queries involving aggregations. The materialization is often smaller than pre-aggregated data, and it can significantly speed up the aggregations process, just like we saw in the previous example. However, it's important to note that the performance bottleneck in a query doesn't always revolve around aggregations. This way, raw reflections come into play. A raw reflections can be used to speed up any arbitrary data set or view. Some of the use cases of raw reflections includes speeding up joins, handling inefficient data format like CSV or JSON, or accelerating slow data sources. The third type of reflection is external reflections. If you already have an existing pipeline that create derived data set, you can inform Dreamios about the relationship between this data set using external reflection mechanism. The query planner then will be able to use your derived data set to speed up your query whenever possible. Now it's about demo time. And before we do that, I want to introduce us to the data set that we'll be using in our demo, namely the TPCDS data set. We will focus mainly on the store sales tables, which has the keys that points to various dimension tables, including store, customers, items, and date dimensions. 
On the screen, you can see the Dreamio web console. I'll probably spend a quick minute explaining the various area and then show you a few sections of the screen that we'll be using for our demo. The first icon on the left represents the dataset management area. Here you can add new sources, as you can see from the lower navigation here. And we have S3 Hive Meta Store as well as a Snowflake source. These sources represent connectivity that we have established in order to query data from them. Some of them contain physical data set, they are all remote in their respective sources. On the top, we have spaces, which we can use to define our semantic layer. You can create space, add folders within space, and create a virtual data set, which essentially is a view of other data sets. The second icon here is our SQL runner where we can write our SQL. Let's create a new runner in the tab for our use later. The third area will be the job history page. And lastly, this is the configuration page. And there's the sections in the configuration page that is relevant to this demo. So let's open that in a separate tab. All right, this concludes our quick intro to Dremel UI. Let's run some queries. I've created a few new SQL scripts here for the purpose of this demo. The first script is running through some of the queries around store sales. We are getting the total sales, sales of the top 10 stores, top 10 states, and top 10 cities. Let's give it a run and I'll explain what it is about. The diagram from before shows you the relationship between them. The store sales in the store tables are joined by a column called store SK. So some of these queries need to use a join key to join the data before the aggregations. We will use the reflections on the store sales table that includes the store SK key to speed up the aggregations. Now let's get back to our SQL runner. So this run take between one to nine seconds. We can look at the profiles of one of the queries to see what happens under the hood. Let's look at the slowest phase here. It is a join between the stores and store sales table and involves 2.9 billion rows of data from the store sales table. No wonder it slows. Let's see if we can speed this up by creating a reflections on top of it. Let's go to the dataset definition page for store sales. You can see I already created few reflections here. It includes date SK and store SK as the dimensions and the sum of sales, which is the total sales price for the item. Even though we only need store SK dimension in our aggregations, let's create this for now. While we wait, I should point out that each measure is customizable. You can see we can do some count and also some of the interesting one like estimated distinct values. Okay, looks like the materialization is done. Let's try to rerun the query. As you can see, all of them now are accelerated. Let's take a look at the profiles of one of the queries again. The profile shows that the reflection is picked up by the query and from there, we can also see that the rows of data that it needs to go through are significantly less. 
because we're reading the pre-computed sum from the materializations. Now let's try to create another reflection that only includes a single dimensions, the star SK, because all the query doesn't need the date dimensions. Now let's run the query again. So still one second for most of the query. Let's look at the profiles again. As you can see, the query planner picks up the new reflections and the reason is because it has much lower cost. You can also see in the visual profile that it, it has about a few hundred rows of data which is much less than the two dimensions reflections. There are a few key learning here. We show how easy and flexible it is to add a reflections to optimize slow queries. We also show that the query planner is smart enough to use computational costing to find the best performing reflections for your queries. And the same reflections are accelerated more than one queries. In fact, let's take a look at our demo script too, which contains more complicated examples. Let's run these queries and we can talk about them individually later. The first query and second query add a filter to get the top stars in a specific state. This will just use the same single dimension reflection that we just have, grouping on the star SK. The third query just computes the total sales over the years and the fourth is doing the month by month growth over the years. Now, given this relates to date dimensions, the first reflection that we created, which include the date SK will be used for the queries. Lastly, we have a query that computes the month's sale for the top 10 stores. Given this involves both the store dimensions and the date dimensions, the two-dimensional reflection will be used. What we are trying to show here is no matter how complicated your query is, the query planner will see through the query forms, break it down into the essence of relational algebra and choose the right reflection for your query. Now, let's switch gear to see some of the applications of raw reflections. Here's some queries into the sales data. Let's run the query. While it runs, let's look at the definitions of all sales view. As you can see, it's actually a union of the other sales datasets. It turns out that our fictional TPCDS store has a few different departments that sells the product on the web and through the catalog. The web division is using Snowflake for the sales data, or the catalog department is using Glue. Dreamio supports query federation across all these data sources in order to get you the result. Now let's look at how are the queries are running. Looks like our query to the Snowflake dataset hasn't finished. Maybe the Snowflake warehouse is too busy or undersized 
or maybe it's just slow in general. This is where the raw reflection might come in handy. We can use the raw reflections to pull the data from the data source as materializations, so we wouldn't be relying on the external systems as much. It will also reduce the cost of other expensive external systems. I'll show you how this can be done. Here you can configure the raw reflections on the source dataset itself. And you can also configure how the dataset will be refreshed. We support full refresh as well as incremental refresh using a schedule. I'm not going to save these reflections here as it will take hours to run due to the volume of the data. Here we show you some of the use cases of raw reflections. One thing to keep in mind is raw reflections can also be used to model complex queries and the query planner will utilize it when the raw reflections measure the query algebraically, just like aggregations, reflections, or external reflections. Now let's shift our focus to external reflections. We can look at another data set we have in Snowflake. It turns out that our web department is doing some ETL to create a derived dataset in Snowflake, which aggregates the sales data based on the demographic dimensions. We want to be able to tap into the dataset so we are not doing the redundant aggregations here. The first thing we need to do is define the relationship of the dataset virtually in Dremio. You can look at the view definition here, which define the type of aggregation that will represent the remote dataset. Here you can see the aggregation is directed towards the web cell SF table because the remote datasets only contain aggregation that is done towards web cells. Now, having established that relationship, we need to create the external reflections, which I have done before there is no materialization being done because everything is done externally. Let's issue a queries that queries the demographic data. We can see from the profile that the reflection is picked up by the query. Now we can use the external data set as a reflection cache that can speed up many different queries. In the last sections of the demo, I want to show how we can integrate Dremio into Tableau dashboard. Here, I have logged into my Tableau environment and started to work on a new workbook. We can look at the configure data source here. You can see only a few concepts are being exposed in Tableau dashboard. But with that, I can build all these fancy charts because the reflections accelerate all the queries generated by tableaus around the data table that we have exposed to it. The integration point is much cleaner and stable because of the semantic layer and reflections. To end my segment, I want to bring us back to the diagram that we were looking at before, comparing the traditional way of managing your data lakehouse versus the better way that Dremio is advocating. The demo works through the simplicity, 
flexibility, cost saving, and ease of management of the new approach using Dreamio, semantic layer, and data reflections. With that, I'll pass back to our host. Welcome back. Welcome back. Now it's time for the Q&A portion. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that amazing presentation on what is a amazing feature in Dremio that every, you know, the, the more I learn about reflections, the more, you know, it's just one of those like mind blown uh, type when you start thinking about really the implications and the use cases. But again, you know, this is the time of the show where you can start putting in questions in the Q&A box. Okay, so head over there to the Q&A box and leave any questions. We have a few questions ready to go. So let me just get to those. Okay, so uh, Tiong, does Dremio have materialized view support? So oh, Dreamio doesn't have official materialized view support, but I think a view with uh, raw reflections that has all the views is essentially a materialized view. That means whenever a query refers to that view, we will actually use the materializations automatically by default. And better than that, we will still find potential reflections that can accelerate your queries, even though you just refer to that view. So that means reflection is strictly better than materialized views in terms of performance. And on top of that, your raw reflections can be used by other queries that actually can that query similar patterns to, to your materialized view. Okay, next question. Does reflection materialization require computing and storage costs? The reflection refresh require proper resourcing of computes and long-term storage. And it's probably no different than your typical pipelines that create derived data set. And one of the coolest things though is um, a reflections refresh can be accelerated by other reflections during the refresh. I know it's, it's a little bit kind of tongue twisting, but uh, there's, there's the optimizations. For example, if you have a daily sales total reflections, it'll be used for weekly sales total reflections or yearly sales reflections internally during the refresh. So your data operation will always be more, most optimal in terms of efficiencies and cost. Okay, and this next question uh, from John Farmer. I am curious around the potential cost savings when using Dremio with Snowflake, for example. Do you have any point of view on the order of magnitude? I believe both are priced based on usage. So before, Tiang, before you speak on uh, the reflection side of that, I do just want to mention one thing that when you're using, let's say, Dremio, you get additional cost savings, not just because of many of the things that Tiang's talking about regarding reflections, but there's also this other technology called uh, the Columnar Cloud Cache. So when you're dealing with a lot of the uh, calls and fetching of data uh, on S3, that C3 cache is caching a lot of a lot of that uh, micro blocks, uh, files, uh, fi file just columns, um, in order to basically minimize a lot of the cost of actually fetching the data from S3, along with just sort of like uh, the, the the savings and in, in performance from having the compute setting up. But with that, I'll I'll let you elaborate, Tiang, on any other kind of cost savings. Uh, I think we have published few few articles around it. Uh, I'm I don't have the links right off my head, but, but I think we 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 will uh, actually kind of like pause it. Maybe after. Do you know there's a, any complications afterwards yeah. that we can kind of point yeah, to yeah. this? So generally, right. what will happen is that after this is after this is done, we'll post the recording uh, within like 24, 48 hours. Now on Dremio.com/slash/gnarly-dash data dash waves. That's where you can find all the one place where you can find all the old recordings. There we actually post the Q&A, uh, a document with all, all the questions and answers and any additional resources uh, that we wanted to add in, in that document. So, and, yes. that, so, and that goes for any previous presentations as well. So dremio.com slash gnarly slash dash data dash waves. And, but yes, but, but bottom line is 
there are many levers that Dremio has for cost savings uh, uh, relative to using other places that one, the compute, the compute and storage itself when you're using Dremio in a lake house is generally cheaper, but also again, the way it optimizes the uses of those that compute and that storage as well. Um, next question, can reflections be used for ETL as in the talk you are moving data from external resources sources? Where is uh, reflection materialized stored? What is the format? And can it be accessed by other systems? So we do have some customer actually kind of like using reflections as, as uh, ETL pipelines. Basically, it's just kind of like a point, the point reflections to a specific data and just kind of pull it over to, to Dremio. Uh, the reflection materialization is stored as in cloud storage as NACI or iceberg tape data. And currently it's not accessible by external system, but you can only kind of like access it through query engine, through a Dremio query engine. But I think uh, that in future, they might change, who knows? Okay, question uh, number four. Uh, we just migrated to Dremio now, but our system is quite complex and haven't had, hasn't used reflections yet. Where do we start? It is true that when you use Dremio, you still use your, you can use, still use your data systems in the traditional way. Basically the, the, the usage of reflections is completely optional. And the semantic layer in, in reflections is a paradigm shift that can take some time to get used to. So if you, if you have already have existing system, you should start by taking a smallest steps and just kind of like uh, take a smaller isolated area and migrate it to, to start using new, new way of managing it using re reflections. Once you get comfortable with reflection usage, you should envision how, how it can, be, can work on a larger scale for your data warehouse and then plan for a larger refactoring with your data workflow. But I think in, in reality, a lot of time you'll find it, most of the time is actually a simplification of your existing data processes, integrations and the usage for the long haul. I bad, I forgot, I forgot to unmute myself. But uh, bottom line is everyone, uh, take a few more seconds. If you have any additional questions you'd like to put in the question and answer box. Um, but uh, I mean, again, I want to say thank you, Tiong, for being here this week. This was uh, that was an amazing presentation on a great topic. Definitely gave me uh, even a further deeper understanding of, of reflections and how it can basically, you know, save people, save people perf improve performance. Uh, you know, uh, basically, well, improve performance, uh, improve the simplicity of your data pipelines, and just overall just make working with your data uh, a lot easier and a lot faster. Um, you know, they definitely lives up to that whole Dremio, the easy, open, fast lake house uh, mantra. Okay. Um, so I just want to say thank you again for coming in. We look forward to having you on the show again in the future. Again, same same time every week, uh, every Tuesday. And again, we post this again online. So you can, you'll be able to access it on Spotify, on iTunes, on YouTube at Dremio.com slash YouTube. And again, over there at Dremio.com slash gnarly dash data dash waves to find all the previous episodes. So keep coming back every week. Again, thank you, Tiong, and uh, thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.